the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We welcome you in to a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you with us on our answer network, 94.5 in Dayton and 98.9 in Columbus. As I told you yesterday, uh, today's show will not be live because at this hour, I am, while you're listening to this, uh, en route to a Columbus Metropolitan Club luncheon where I will be part of a panel that will be discussing House Bill 616, the bill, and it is just a bill, not a law, that is in the crosshairs of the LGBTQ movement, of the Equality Ohio devotees who want to make LGBTQ a protected class in Ohio, and of the Ohio Education Association, the teachers' union. So more on that, but let's get to the news of the day, and it's violence, unfortunately. Another violent night in Columbus following an extremely violent Memorial Day weekend, and this is the fear that as the temperature ramps up and as the days are long, we will have uh, another very, very, very murderous summer uh, in Ohio, in our major cities, in Dayton, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Toledo, Youngstown, and the capital city of Columbus. We had seven, seven people murdered in Columbus over the weekend. And that, of course, incorporates Monday night because Monday was a holiday being Memorial Day. But it continued last night with uh, a strange double homicide on the west side of Columbus. Uh, It looked like a car crash. And when deputies got there, they found out that the driver had been shot He died of his injuries, and then the impact of the crash killed his passenger. So this kept West Broad Street near I-270 closed for quite some time, uh, and the investigators believed that shots were fired from another vehicle. So the only question in this is, is this one count of murder or two? My guess is this will be two if the shots uh, certainly caused the death of the driver, uh, the man being shot. Uh, you would think, caused the crash. The crash killed the woman uh, in the car, so that can be classified as a homicide. So this is a an apparent double homicide. Um, and it's ironic to me, you know, we've talked about record murder totals in Columbus in 2020, in 2021. Uh, neither Memorial Day was anywhere near as violent. Two people killed, three people killed on those two Memorial Day weekends. Uh, It doesn't mean this will be a third straight year of record murder totals, but it certainly speaks to the fact that um, we have an ongoing problem with murder, with violence in the city of Columbus and throughout Ohio. Ohio's not, you know, unique. Chicago, New York, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, uh, all the major cities, most of them controlled by Democrats, all of whom at one point in time embraced defund the police, uh, vilify police, demonize police, diminish police. It's an attitude of 
disrespect for law enforcement, disrespect for authority that puts every single citizen of the cities of Ohio in danger and in jeopardy. And we also have the suspension of penalties, consequences for crimes. Uh, And, you know, this is the culture that we have cultivated, and this is the culture that we are getting. And I wish I could tell you that this is something that the people have had enough of, but I started this uh, portion of my commentary by talking about it's ironic. What's ironic about it is the fact that last night, Last night, in advance of this double homicide on the west side, uh, Elaine Bryant and LaShawna Potts, the top two cops in Columbus, Ohio, part of the uh, import of police, quote-unquote, talent from the city of Detroit by Mayor Andrew Ginther, uh, were at the Mount Hermon Missionary Baptist Church talking about police and law enforcement and I would have expected that the people would have been talking about, we need more police. We need to feel safer in our neighborhoods. We need to stop the gang activity and stop the drug activity and stop the trafficking, the human trafficking, and all the things that lead to disputes and all those things lead to, unfortunately, murders and innocent people get murdered and drive-by shootings and the like. But no, but no, but no, the prevailing mood of this community forum is that, stop me if you've heard this before, the cops are dirty, the cops are racist, the cops are too oppressive in their law enforcement, and here's a quote uh, from abc6.com, Channel 6's website, from the Reverend Derek Holmes. I don't know Reverend Holmes. This seems a curious position for any citizen to take in a neighborhood that is racked by too much violence. The quote, it's been an issue for a long time, concerns about over-policing in communities, particularly black communities and brown communities. And another person spoke, and everybody, you know, a lot of people will have an anecdotal story of a policeman who responded too vociferously to a situation. And uh, you know what? Don't we all have that? Like we all get stopped by a police officer and they seem to be on edge and it's just speeding or it's just this or they respond in a snarky fashion or they seem to have, you know, uh, an attitude. In my younger days, I used to, you know, resent that. As I have come to know more police officers... And as I have come to evaluate interactions between citizens and police officers that spin wildly out of control, uh, resisting arrest instances that then result in use of force, and nothing good's going to happen when you resist arrest, you are going to be apprehended. You are only going to escalate whatever it is you are accused of doing if you resist arrest, whether it's verbally or whether it's physically. And as I've matured and realized this, I realize that every time a police officer gets out of their vehicle, they know, while you may not have it on your radar because you have no nefarious intentions, most of us, we're just upset we got stopped, but they know every single time they get out of their cruiser, this could be the last call of their life. This could be it. This could be some kind of something that ends up in them losing their life. And so... 
would you bring an attitude that might not be cordial and uh, friendly in those situations? I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying I understand it. And I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked that the people at this forum last night aren't asking for more police in light of how violent their communities have been over the last three years. Um, I'm very, very surprised by that. Very, very surprised by that. Now, uh, in regards to some of the homicides that occurred over the Memorial Day weekend, I need to confront an egregious error. The initial reports on the shooting death of 39-year-old Joshua Moyer were unclear as to whether he was the person breaking into the car at the residence on Park Glen Road or if he was the Good Samaritan, the guy who lived at the home and went out to stop this person breaking into cars. It has now become clear that Mr. Moyer saw somebody breaking into his wife's car, went out to apprehend him, detain him until police arrived. They scuffled, and Mr. Moyer, the innocent, the good Samaritan, the law-abiding citizen, was shot and killed in his own driveway, 39 years old. Uh, this shooting was captured on security video, not just, I presume, uh, by surveillance video at the Moyers' home, but but also by neighbors. So you would certainly think uh, this murderer will be caught, um, and uh, many cars in the neighborhood were ransacked, have been ransacked, uh, by presumably this same perpetrator. And so... Um, I'm just so sad, so sad for the Moyer family and um, and regret uh, all the reports, including my own yesterday, that were unclear as to whether or not Mr. Moyer was uh, the victim in this. He is most, uh, most clearly uh, the innocent victim in this homicide. Now, this is a really strange story out of Marysville. Uh, on Memorial Day, a man was shot and killed by a Union County Sheriff's deputy. And it turns out that the man who was shot not only said something extremely chilling to his son, but is himself the brother of a Marysville sheriff's deputy. The man who was shot is 33-year-old Matthew Todd Hunter. His brother, Jonathan Todd Hunter, has been in law enforcement for 15 years, serving in various departments in Union County, and he did not want his... Uh, law enforcement agency identified in this uh, in this matter. But his brother, so the one brother, Jonathan, is a law enforcement officer. His 33-year-old brother, his younger brother, Matthew, was dropping off his preschool son at his estranged wife's home north of Marysville on Monday night and apparently had a BB gun and was pointing it at people. The estranged wife called... 911, I presume, or police, and said that her estranged husband was threatening people with a gun. Now, what transpired from there? What Mr. Todd Hunter told his son? We'll have the details on that next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer, 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. And you can access the program if you cannot hear it live via the podcast at theanswerdayton.com or at 989theanswer.com. 
12 o'clock hour today, I will be talking about what I will be talking about as I am two places at once today. You're hearing me on the show as if I'm live. Uh, Full disclosure, the show is not live today. It is on tape, and I would never do that unless there was a really good reason for it. There's an extremely good reason for it. I, through a long process that I've detailed on the show before, was invited to speak at the Columbus Metropolitan Club luncheon today, which starts at noon regarding House Bill 616. So we'll be talking about that uh, in succeeding segments of the show. And if you're a praying person and if you uh, share my view that House Bill 616 in Ohio is necessary to keep teachers from attempting to indoctrinate kids in sexual uh, ideology and gender identity stuff, kindergarten, first, second, and third grade, then I would deeply appreciate your prayers for wisdom, for uh, ability to listen, hear, think, discern, uh, as my good friend Bob Bernie of the Bob Bernie Show, Bob Bernie Live on 880 AM, our sister station, says every day, listen, think, discern. I'm hoping I can listen, think, and discern, and speak in the moment and speak truth uh, today to an audience that uh, is obviously full business community and uh, opinion shapers and things like that. So uh, I think it's important. As I said, I wouldn't miss the show live unless it was extremely important. And so I'll be doing that today. And we'll be talking about that more as the show unfolds. Back to the situation I was talking about in Marysville, where 33 year old uh, Jonathan Todd, uh, excuse me, 33 year old Matthew Todd Hunter Uh, was shot and killed by a Union County Sheriff's deputy on Monday night. Matthew Todd Hunter brought his son to his estranged wife's home on the north edge of Marysville, had a BB gun. People did not know it was a BB gun. He was waving it around. Uh, The chilling report from the Columbus Dispatch says that um, Matthew Todd Hunter told his son, this is the night daddy is going to die. This is the night daddy is going to die. Uh, The estranged wife told a police dispatcher, he's pointing the gun at everyone. There are children here. And so Union County Sheriff's deputies called to the scene. He orders uh, Matthew Todd Hunter out of his truck in which he was sitting with tinted windows. Matthew Todd Hunter reportedly, and this is documented by dash cam video, pointed the gun at the deputy, and the deputy did what any deputy would do if they react according to their training, he shot him. And he shot him once, he shot him in the chest, and that uh, wound proved to be fatal. Um, The brother of Matthew Todd Hunter is, as I said, Jonathan Todd Hunter, who's been in law enforcement in Union County for 15 years, and... Uh, 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 while you're praying for me, if you are doing so today, uh, pray for uh, this law enforcement officer, uh, Jonathan Todd Hunter, because here he is caught between uh, these two loyalties, two very deep and abiding loyalties. He's given his professional life to law enforcement. He understands the law enforcement side of this. He also loves his brother, as he should, uh, regardless of whether or not if the story is correct. Matthew Todd Hunter had a long history of drug and alcohol-related criminal charges. He's your brother. You love your brother. You accept your brother. You try to love him through his flaws and his faults. And Jonathan Todd Hunter, the law law enforcement officer, um, is quoted in this story saying, at the end of the day, he, meaning his brother Matthew, did what he did. I'd like to know if he was intoxicated. And then 
Mr. Todd Hunter, the law enforcement officer, said, I think I feel more for the deputy who had to shoot him than I do for my brother right now. And that, I think, is a very uh, insightful, uh, searing, uh, and yet authentic statement from Jonathan Todd Hunter. And I think that we need to listen to that and to understand that law enforcement officer is, I'll say one of, because somebody will always come up with an exception, one of the highest stress positions that anyone can hold uh, in terms of an employment position. And that these officers uh, are, as I said before, always cognizant of the fact that their next interaction with anyone could be their last interaction with anyone on this earth. They are paid a very modest salary given the danger of their job, and yet we expect them to be absolutely positively perfect in every single instance, no matter how wrong and no matter how many times the person they're interacting with is wrong. You know, you get stopped, somebody gets stopped, oh, and then they don't cooperate with the police officer, and then they refuse to comply when they're put in handcuffs, and they run away, and they grab a taser, and then the officer shoots them, and it's like, well, the officer, what did he shoot him for? Well, how many bad decisions did this person make to put the officer in a position where they reacted the way that they reacted? So let me just read you the, uh, the clear branding, the clear twisting of reality the clear demonization of police that is so much a part of every single thing the Columbus Dispatch does. Headline, video shows dispute between Jason Meade and neighbor over Casey Goodson Jr. shooting. So Jason Meade's the deputy who was part of a SWAT team and Casey Goodson, Meade shot, and Meade is facing murder charges in that 2020 shooting. Here's the lead. A video posted to Instagram and Facebook shows former Franklin County Sheriff's Officer Jason Meade, who is facing murder charges, engaged in a dispute last week with a neighbor who repeatedly calls Meade a murderer. The nearly six-minute video, posted by Sean Walton, an attorney representing the Goodson family in a civil lawsuit against Meade, shows Meade outside in an often heated conversation on May 24th, with a man identified as Charles Farmer Meade's next-door neighbor. So what's the impression you get here? Wow, this Jason Meade guy, uh, we shot Casey Goodson, and now he's in a dispute with his neighbor, and they're screaming and yelling at each other, and the clear implication from the first two paragraphs of this story is that nobody's safe from Jason Meade. I don't know if Casey Goodson was shot justifiably or unjustifiably for Jason, by Jason Meade. And you know what? The Columbus Dispatch doesn't know either. And no TV station in town knows either. And there will be a trial, and there will be a verdict, and we will get a rendering then as to whether or not Jason Meade is indeed guilty of murder, or whether or not Jason Meade was, in the eyes of the law and the jury, was justified. I'll have more details for you on this next, and you can make your own judgment as to whether or not the Columbus Dispatch is fair or has an agenda. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.